0: sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under.
1: It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> Good morning. It is Thursday Uh, in the Elm. It's hot as fish grease out here. People mad about it. Not me. I like it. Don't bother me, not one bit. I hope everybody is well. Uh... Welcome to Love Baths, Love Talk on Baths Rolls Ivy, and uh, it's Thursday. Tomorrow I sit for the LSAT, so I won't be here. Because tomorrow this time I will be in it. Sorry, I'm shining up my face like a penny. I will be in it tomorrow. I start at eight thirty, so I should be done by like. Noon or so. Oh, Well, I'm into it. So, uh, I will be, uh, LSAT into it. There won't be a damn thing I could do. So, anyway, hope everybody is good. I'm good. Uh, the Arts and Ideas Gala is Friday night. I hope to see y'all at uh, at the new museum that's opening. Uh, well, it's not open yet, but it will be open. Yet. And it has all the, has all the things, uh, New Haven. <laughs> all, all the things, New Haven. Uh, so all the, all the stuff that you miss seeing. So uh, it's uh, the Rise Gala, treasuring great art and big ideas. So, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, and, uh, I am their, uh, I'm their host MC. I'm very excited to step into that role tomorrow. Uh, it will be fun cause I like a party. So we're going to be, uh, lost in New Haven. Uh, so it's not open to the public yet. So, uh, so this is, if you've not, if you wanted to see it, wanted to get an a early look-see then this would be your opportunity to take a look see um, so take a look see come see it uh next next tuesday is a primary election so marquisha myself and michelle turner will be back in the big seats chopping it up about local politics and the shenanigans ooh oh i don't, you might you might want three bottles of wine <laughs> <laughs> I I have no idea. I don't even know what to say about this election. I I just I don't even know what to say about this cast of candidates. I hope it's good. I hope it's a good election. I'm going to say this again. 8,000 people in this city decide. 8,000. So, if you feel like 8,000 is not enough not enough people making a decision about something as important as who the next mayor is, then I would suggest you get your asses out there to vote. You, it's not enough to have 150,000 people registered and only 8,000 vote. You want to make a difference in your community? Get your asses out there to vote. You want resources allocated to the things that you find are important? then you must vote. I don't understand why people don't understand this. Voting is not hard. You're standing in line, and I'm making a huge judgment here. You stand in line for NBA tickets, Beyonce tickets, all kinds of tickets to ish, but you won't go to the polls and there's hardly ever any lines at polls. They open at six o'clock in the morning, for God's sake, and they close at eight o'clock at night. So you could actually go on your lunch break. It takes five seconds to vote. You gotta show your ID, get your little ballot, mark off who the hell it is you want to vote for, put it in the slot, keep it moving, and get a sticker. What the hell is wrong with people. Eight thousand people decide. Is that how you really want? You think that's democracy? You think that's democracy? It's not. I mean, high five to the eight thousand people that actually vote. Cause I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I've been voting since I was 18 years old. I've never in my life missed an election. Now let me tell you something. There was moments when I was like, I don't like none of these candidates, and I and I and I I felt the overarching desire to like not vote. Like, well, I'm just gonna sit on my vote because I don't like none of these people. And then I realized so many people went to their graves just for the right. They they didn't go for a like. They went for the right. Do you understand what that means? The right to vote supersedes your damn feelings about a candidate. Exercise the right to vote. I don't care if you have to choose between Satan and Satan's twin brother, Lucifer. Make a damn choice, exercise the right to vote. Because let me tell you something, there are forces out here that are working very, very, very hard. They get up early, early in the morning and stay up late, late at night to find ways to keep you from exercising your right to vote. And it looks like on occasion, they are winning. So get your asses out there to vote. It's fat-free and it burns calories. (laughs) Seriously, exercise your right to vote. Because I'm telling you, there are forces among us who are fighting tooth and nail to take that right to vote. And I'm going to tell you something. Once they take that right, baby... It's going to be hell to try to fight to get it back. They've already gutted so much of the Voting Rights Act, you know. And they're going to come with everything they have from now until they get it done. Because if you know nothing about the Republican Party, they are diligent. They're not the brightest, but they are diligent. They are diligent. They will work that playbook for centuries to come. And if we rest on our laurels, uh, if we rest on our laurels, then shame on us. So, eight thousand people in this city to decide the mayor, and uh, that's a shame. So, get out there and vote, and drag your neighbors to vote too. You know, it is the right. To vote exercise it exercise the right to vote so anyway we'll be talking more about this on the 12th which is the Democratic primary see what happens I don't care if you I don't care if you don't like the candidates like like oh I didn't let you like are you kidding me that's you're gonna just Base your whole existence on a like. Exercise your right to vote. That's all I'm say. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like none of these people. I don't like none of these damn people. You know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna walk into my voting place and make the best possible decision in the interest of my community and myself did you hear me i'm gonna walk into my polling place and cast my vote in the best interest of my community and myself that's it that's it that's where i'm at and i need people to get on board with this I, I need people to get on board. I need people to get on board. and you know, these separate debates that are really not debates cause ain't nobody putting real issues in front of nobody and tackling them in front of a body of a a, a body of audience Ain't anybody doing that? You know, right? What we have is you know a uh, uh, a pageant, you know. You, you might get one or two things that might have some weight or some merit to them, but it's really a pageant because nobody wants to get into the weeds of because people first of all people have short attention spans and they want to be entertained so debates look like just opportunities for entertainment i don't care what debate it is whether it's at the presidential level or the aldermanic level it is all designed for entertainment and i i get i get there's some long sentiment about we should have debates and we absolutely should have debates but we're not having debates <laughs> We're having beauty pageants. That's what we're having. We're having beauty pageants. They're not debates. We're not, we're not, we're, you know, we might believe that we're asking them some, what, some hard hitting questions, but they're going to spend their time deflecting and talking about stuff that don't got no, nothing to do with nothing. Nobody's everyday practical lives. It's, you know, it's all, you know, grand and and you know nothing concrete and because nobody wants to say anything that will compromise them or make them explain further what they meant so we get these i you know what for me if the debate just handed them a mic and said you know sing sing something from the american songbook you're like three songs you you got to sing something from the american songbook a, a rap song that you like and maybe a country western tune And and do it in a nice outfit. Like, I want to see what you wear for evening wear. I want to see what you wear, you know, to go kick it with your friends. And, and I I mean, just make it that. I I would have more respect for that. Because everything else is just, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's not a debate. It's just not a debate. I don't know. Why are we calling it? Call it what it is. It's a pageant. Come on stage. Sit there, be polite. Don't really say too much because you don't want to be challenged. You don't want to upset people. You don't want you don't want to say you know hi- hide whatever white supremacy ideology you ascribe to. Hide that. You don't know enough about stuff. Hide that, and convince people that you are the best for this job, in in ways. That don't reveal a damn thing. I know, harsh, right? Harsh. I know, harsh. But it is. It's true. That's how I feel. We're not. De- it's not debates. When I was in college, you know what a debate was? Got with your team. You had your notes. You go with facts, facts, f a c t s, facts. You know, and 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 it wasn't about being pretty. Of course, you had to have a little bit of showmanship, right? A good command of language and information facts all of that but we, we moved away from that you know I mean the presidential debate wasn't a debate it's just an opportunity for them to stand there and just say foolishness well I, I'm this and I'm that I mean just sing a song and be done with it <laughs> tap dance you're a little soft shoe that's what I want to see You know, I mean, American Idol, people vote. They vote for talent. When these political debates happen, talent is not displayed. Rhetoric is displayed and not even good rhetoric at that. It's just, you know, let me not let me not upset my base and let me talk down to people because my base isn't bright. So let me let me talk in terms. Let me sell them something that they could get behind. I know, harsh, right? And 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 you would think that uh, I'm pessimistic. I'm not. I, I believe in democracy. I believe one man, one vote. I believe in that stuff. I believe that people want a right to choose a government of their making. But I also know <laughs> Americans are stupid. We've been stupid since the beginning of time, since we've been in since we took over this this land. And I and I say we because when I'm in the world, I'm identified as an American. So I, I'll use the collective we. You know. Collective collective we. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's my that's my political rant <laughs> for the morning i'll be back <laughs> i got all the way up until november to talk the issue i want to talk <laughs> i'm not kidding you uh, and thanks to all the people who listening in the morning cuz y'all let me know the parts that you listen to the parts that you know you hear the parts that you like high five you know i appreciate i appreciate you i appreciate you greatly uh, and to all the WNHH hosts who uh who uh hold me in high regard and esteem, thank you, Flytie and Marcy Lynn once again, and um uh uh all the cats uh the, the CCM people, uh, um, um Preston and uh and his partner, uh for their their show, um behind the brand. Uh, so there's a bunch of folks that I dig. Uh, I listen to the jazz cat all the time because I like jazz. I wish he was on more. To tell you the truth, like I wish, I wish, I wish he could be on at like six in the morning. Like that would be such a, a cool thing to get up in the morning. And li- I mean, I could listen to jazz anywhere. Like I got a whole, whole. I mean, I Spotify for God's sake. I can listen to jazz at any time. But I just like the way uh, Stan the Man curates his music. I just like it. He thinks he 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 thinks deeply about you know the stuff that he wants to play and uh and it's always so good so so I could listen to stand the man more than once a week I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm i'm just saying so at some point um you know love babs love talk is going to get a little makeover you know we're going to we're going to get a whole new look uh and a little bit of a different feel feel um I don't actually. I think I don't think this is my anniversary this month. I don't think so. I think my anniversary is like Black History Month because I think Paul was like, "Let's put the black people on a Black History Month." <laughs> I know if he's listening, he's probably cringing. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> I th- I do think it's February though. I do think me going on every single day uh started in february because i I think when i started and it's been a minute now since the beginning of the station i think we're five years in five six years i don't know harry correct me because i started was just like an hour once a week and then uh a couple of days and then it became an everyday kind of thing and then it became a two-hour thing which is nice because I get to have an hour of like this, and then I get to have an hour of a guest. And today, my guest is, um, I'm delighted um, to have, uh, uh, who am I having on? Oh, um, the New Haven president, Adrian Parkman, Esquire, from the Theta Epsilon Omega chapter of uh, the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, because they have their Fête on Noah coming up Uh september 16th so they're going to come out and talk about that um and it's a it's a beautiful flyer so uh and it's floating around facebook and uh and you know it's a take on uh block on Blanc, um uh, block on den it's a take on that which is a worldwide phenomenon where you know you gather some people um um they buy a ticket they got it set up to some specifications white 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 tablecloth table table chairs and and then they and then they're tech some unspecified unknown location where they have to meet set up their table and then the party commences so a few years ago michelle turner and and uh jackie buster and i we reached out to the denon blanc people um and was thinking about trying to do it here in new haven but you know the three of us are ridiculously busy with way too many projects to, to to try to balance something that big so anyway i believe jazzy's um contacted them got the rights to do it here in new haven and is doing it now i have no longer have the interest in going to a dinner on blog <laughs> i know i i don't mean that nobody should go to that i think people should go for the experience but you know i this was a few years ago and i want to do it now i'm squarely 60 i don't want to take a damn thing nowhere to set up nothing that's all that that's that's just my that's just my 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 own weirdness before i was all hyped to do it trick out my table be ready be fabulous put on my stuff but now i'm like oh, not so much but but the uh Nora blanc by the aka might might get me out because you know black is luxury and i'm all about that luxurious life because you know i'm black <laughs> black is luxury so I'm just saying that's all I'm saying so take what you will uh I think it'll be a good time I'm just trying to figure out if I could go because there's so many so many things on the plate like my plate is big I'm just not a just listen this is not a brag <laughs> this is this is more of a confession <laughs> it's not a it's not a brag by any stretch of any imagination. It is not. Uh, so I'm just telling you. Whew. So that's where we are. That's where we are. Um, so yeah, so they're gonna be on the next hour and I'm looking forward to talking to them. You know, I love talking to other black women. I mean, you know, particularly women who uh, who, uh you know, run stuff. Because <laughs> you know you know what I always say? Black women should just run everything. We should just run everything. We should just run everything. I see uh, Governor Kemp is like, I'm not putting together no committee to take uh, that sister Fanny down. <laughs> I know them folks is fit to be tied. They just thought, oh, he going to be on our side because he's one of us. He was like, ah. uh I'm for the I'm for the laws and the Constitution t- today, <laughs> but not not when I was running, not when I was overseeing elections. That was a different time. <laughs> a few just a few years ago. Now that I'm squarely in the governor's seat, I have to stand by the const. I have to stand on the Constitution. I You know, what? I'm glad he was standing at the podium by himself, because I think if lightning would have came, somebody else would have got hit, too. I don't even know what to. These people are all out crazy, and you know this is what I've been doing, Harry. This is why I have to. I never thought I'd be one of these people, but I think now I need to uh, get off social media because I am paying attention to too many opinions. Not pay, I'm listening to too many opinions, and I'm I'm and I I feel like Zorro. Like I feel like I should pull out my sword and walk into battle with these crazy people, with their, with, I, I, I don't understand how people get to where they get. I don't, I don't get it. People say the most ridiculous things and will believe the most ridiculous of things. And I'm sitting here and I'm reading this and I'm thinking, do they really think this? <laughs> oh my God. I, you know, I was, I was, I was engaged in a friendly conversation with somebody who I don't even know. This brother went up there who I can't think of his name, but he, he was one of the ones that Diddy gave the publishing, their publishing, right. Gave them back their published stuff. And so he's up there going on about how, how, um, I don't want the publishing. Why are you giving it to me now? Uh, I, I, I want the money and, and, and then he's going on to say, this is why he didn't give it back to us because he was being, you know, a hum- humanitarian, you know, giving money to Jackson State. And, I mean, he was just going on to this whole rant and it just was very personal. And so I go on and I was like, I, I don't understand this rant. What, You know, OK, so you cannot accept this. You could sue him and whatever and get whatever you think. And then somebody comes at me with, oh, well, how do you know he's not suing And Oh, and did he? That's why people leave. Did he? People are so wholly invested in celebrity life that it just blows my mind. Like, like, like Diddy cares about anything people are saying on these social media streets that are not intimately involved in these things, in these matters. So the guy was like, blah, blah. blah. So then I was like, okay. uh, Okay. So now we know what, what do you, what do you want the people to know What do you want people to do about this? Like you put this out, he's putting this out here and he wants to talk about it, but for how long and why, and, and what will this do talking about it? Like, this is not like talking about, I mean, I want these people that believe you tell a story, you take the, you take the sting out of what has happened to you. Um, and I guess maybe this is the same sort of vibe for this guy, you know. Like, I just want to tell you what's happening. Oh, okay, but how how long can this go on, in, until you put some action to it? Like, what do you what do you want us to do as the public about this information? I mean, there's nothing that Diddy has that we ought to be boycotting. What should we boycott him? What should we be doing? Should we be sending him mean messages? Like, <laughs> we don't don't stop listening to anything from Bad Boy music. I help me understand. What do you, what would you like us to do? That's my that was my point. I didn't hear back though, <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure he'll. I mean, it's all been friendly conversation. Like it hasn't been mean spirited. Like he didn't call me a bitch or anything. Like he hasn't done that. <laughs> it's just it's been like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like okay. All right, whatever. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with it. So anyway, that's just where I'm at. So, so I say that to say, I've been paying attention more so than I've ever paid attention to all the comments of things. Uh, and I'm just, I think I'm starting to feel a little disheartened and I'm, you know, an optimist to my core, but I, I, I'm, I'm daunted by just the level of ignorance that is so prevailing that it makes me very, very nervous. It just makes me nervous. And it's not because I, I think that I'm so smart it's not that, cause i i don't I don't think I'm the the brightest bulb in the bunch, you know. But I but I do. I will say I possess uh, a a a great deal of curiosity about the world and the people in it. I I, I have a healthy a healthy imagination, and I I am curious. You know about people and their stories. Uh, but I, I've i been, and then so there's two tracks to this. I've been paying attention to little known black history facts that people are really out here putting out black history, which it's amazing to me, but it's, it's stunning too because, you know, they're not, they're not just coming with, you know, this is what I believe they're coming with facts to back up what they're saying. Like this is, here, this is the incident. Here's the proof of the incident. And uh, and when you start to look at the level of racism and injustice leveled at Black people, it is quite stunning when you start to lay it all out piece by piece, century by century of, of what has been done. And then you come to realize that white people have no idea. They have no idea the, the the handiwork of their ancestors of, of what was done. So they have no awareness of it. And so I, so the forces that have awareness are starting are trying to shut down anybody else from having a real awareness and factual information about what was done to to um, Africans in America and indigenous people that were already here. Um, beyond you know the story of the, you know the basic ones that you already know that they're willing to allow to be taught. Uh, but there's so many other stories that are documented that are just ripe for the teaching. And I'm just I, the more that I learn, the more I'm like, I get it. they, they, they don't want people to be united around these stories. Uh, because then, uh, and this is what I believe, because then, rap artists and other artists would draw from a full story about who we are in this country, and that we wouldn't have to sink to the lowest levels of what was told to us about who we are as a people, and 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 that the keeping it real mentality is not really keeping it real; it is keeping us hostage right? To a narrative that is not true, right? So, because I believe when the people know their history and their story, they act accordingly. They act accordingly when you know from whom you came and from whence you came. So that's a level of empowering that that you don't want to have if you are in uh, uh, a correctional mindset. Right? Like and by correctional, I mean, if you in a jail them mindset about black and brown people, you don't want them to be empowered. You don't want them to stand in their history. You don't want them to know that people were resisting from the moment that they were taken from the shores of the continent and brought here, there was resistance every step of the way that we didn't just get here and lay down and just like, oh, messer No, people were resisting it every turn forever and ever and ever. But those are dangerous stories to tell. And if you tell those dangerous stories, guess what happens? People get empowered. No, we no longer see ourselves as inferior and substandard. That we can elevate our artistic value above and beyond what was told to us. That if it wasn't for black people in the world, Europe would still not be washing their asses and speaking. Languages, learning how to read, they wouldn't have universities or libraries because it was black people, black people that created universities and monetary uh, 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 ways to trade. It was black people that ruled the world first. So if you tell that story, then guess what happens? People get empowered, sense of pride, dignity takes its rightful place in communities, and people no longer feel like they are ashamed to be on the back end, on the receiving end of some fake ass benevolence done to them by people who enslaved them. To be pro-Black is not to be anti-anything, except white supremacy. And you don't have to be white to do the work of white supremacy because the work of white supremacy is ingrained in the very fabric of this country and in all the documents. It is, it is enshrined in the constitution. It is enshrined in the bill. Of, it is enshrined in every law in this land. It is. So, so, An empowered people is a dangerous people. And you don't got to look to America to see that. Just look look at Taiwan, how much freedom they want from China. They want to be free. Look at Ukraine and all those countries that used to be USSR. They want their freedom. You get a taste of freedom, you cannot go back. You can't. You can't. What does Frederick Douglass say? Education makes a man unfit for slavery. It does. I'll call you one better, Frederick. <laughs> An empowered and educated, educa- uh, empowerment and education makes anybody unfit to be a slave. Empower just means you have freedom to grow your mind and think beyond the boundaries of somebody else's limitations for you. You know, that's really what that is. That's what empowerment is, you know, that you, you take the tools in front of you and you use them accordingly to further your dreams, you know, we should be teaching ways that children can be imaginative in school, not teaching to a damn test. What is that? Why? That doesn't measure anything. We should be teaching kids to be imaginative, to dream, to look out. There should be windows in every classroom so kids can look out and daydream and imagine. I wonder what's over there. I I wonder what it feels like on a a cool day to be outside running through the fields. That's what we should be teaching. Not this. Okay, we got to get these test scores up. We're going to take away your recess. We're going to cut your lunchtime because we need you sitting at chain to this desk, figuring out one plus one is two. <laughs> and reading, Bob jumps over Jill and Jane runs down the hill and all the land is full of planet. Ha, ha, we go. Right? <laughs> Ugh. I'm just saying. Imagine if we taught, imagine if we taught imagination. Listen, who's excited about the Rolling Stones putting out new music? Am I the only one? Mick Jagger's like 87 years old. and he's still out here you know getting it in. I and he's a new dad too. I, <laughs> you know men could do that stupid mess. women are not about it. I don't know no woman who wants to be a mother at eighty years old. I don't know no woman. Who wants to be a? I don't even know a woman who wants to be a grandmother at eighty years old, let alone trying to birth some children. But men have that. I had that. Have that ability. He didn't get no eighty-year-old woman pregnant. He got a young boot thing with you know all her eggs and ovaries intact. <laughs> I'm not trying to be vulgar. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, but uh, you no. Know, he he's you know he's got a got a new a new album coming out. Uh, you know he's got a a young girlfriend. You know they they got some children. He's got a bunch of kids already. He's got even got a black kid. You know, so he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean he's got a, he's got kids old enough to be his new kids' parents. Mm-hmm. He's got eight kids, eight, eight kids. Um, uh, Karis, Jade, Elizabeth, James, Georgia, Georgia May, Lucas, Gabrielle, and Devereaux. And they all got them lips. <laughs> That's how you know them Mick Jagger kids. So, um, his oldest daughter, Carissa Hunt Jagger, the black one. Uh, she's 52 years old. <laughs> she was born in 1970. Uh, wow. Oh, she graduated from Yale in 1992. Uh, <clears throat> she's married and they got two children. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, she is the producer, executive producer of Netflix, High on the Hog, How African-American Cuisine Transformed America, which is one of my favorite, 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 favorite documentaries. I I love this so much. I should go back and watch it because it was so moving. Uh, So, you know, uh, Jade is 51. Jade, her name is Jade Sheena Jezebel Jagger. And uh she's the she's the daughter uh, of Mick and Bianca Jagger who was born in 1971. so because Bianca and and uh, Mick were married in 1971 and divorced in 1978. They were only married for eight years but they 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 seem to be legendary that marriage seems to be still in the forefront of people's mind uh. So she's a jewelry designer. She's a mom with three kids. Um, you know, uh, she's got a couple of kids with, you know, a longtime partner, former partner. And then she's got a husband uh, and she's a grandmother. Whew. Okay. So, yeah. So she talks about her father has eight children with five partners. <laughs> And so they they all meet up for the holidays in the Caribbean, and then sometimes they they go on the road with the Rolling Stones. Some of the kids go on tour with their dad. You know, Elizabeth Scarlett, uh, yeah, Jagger. And I guess oh, she's the daughter with um, Jerry Hall. So of course she would have Scarlett. And she was born in 1984, and. Uh, um, Jerry Hall married Mick Jagger in November of nineteen ninety uh, in a Hindu ceremony in Bali, and and then they divorced in nineteen ninety nine. So he got about a he's, he averages about eight nine years with women. And uh, that daughter is a a, a model for uh, Terry Mugler. Um, so oh, so they had one kid together. Okay. Uh so they're all close though and then there's um james leroy Augustine jagger he's 38. uh oh another kid with um jerry hall he's, he's not as good looking as everybody else he looks like his mother in a weird sort of way he was born in 85 he's a musician uh, maybe that's just a bad picture then Georgia Mae, Aisha Jagger, um, another uh, Hall Jagger baby, 1992. Uh, she's a model. You know, they all got them lips. Gabrielle, Luke Beauregard, Jagger, 25. Uh, this one, fourth wife. Oh, this is still with Jerry Hall. So he got what? How many kids he got with this woman? And then, uh, okay, that kid is married. And then, uh, yeah. So, all right, that's and then Lucas Maurice Murad Jagger's twenty four. And this this child is um, the mother is a uh, Brazilian lingerie model, Luciana Jimenez uh, Murad was born 1999 so this he's 24, good grief, so fashion-y kind of person uh, traveler you know, lives and spends time in Budapest, Hungary, Milan and you know, that kind of stuff you know, caught his father's rolling stone show in Madrid Okay. They they get together. Uh Devereaux, Octavian, Basil, Jagger is six. Got them lips. Eighth child. Uh born 2016. Uh this kid's mother is a uh, American ballerina Melanie Hamrick. So uh let's see. So Mick was 73 when this child was born and uh, his mother is 29. Uh, Oof. Okay. And then uh, that's the last kid, right? I think that's the last kid. Yeah. So, okay. So he's got a bunch of kids, eight kids. That's a lot of kids, Mick. But, you know, they get together, they do their thing. So so he's got a black kid. I mean, it's like the Rainbow Coalition over there. I'm like, all right, we've got a bunch of kids. And uh, it's a lot. But, you know, God bless him. I know one thing. Uh, he's 80-something years old. I know no woman is trying to, there's no woman on this planet that's having no 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 uh, babies at 80. So men could do that. So that's why I, I don't understand this whole birth control foolishness. Men could be out here getting women pregnant in, until they, to their last breath. <laughs> and and, and nobody is talking about curtailing their ability to choose um, health care. Uh, reproductive health care for themselves. No one. There's nobody. No one fighting to have men uh, 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 permanently altered to to. Well, not per. It's not even permanent. You know, you could. You could get a little snip, snip and then come back at it. When you're ready to have children, I don't I don't hear any uh, a vasectomy. I don't hear any I don't hear anybody touting that as a as a real option. Um, I, I just hear uh, uh, the loud cries of hatred of women and agency over their bodies. I don't hear anybody saying to men. I don't see no legislation on any floor of any house in any part of this country that says all 13 year old boys should have a vasectomy and then prove their, their parental fitness um, to get it reversed when they're ready to marry and have children. Marry and have children. I don't see anybody with signs of that up uh, at, at abortion clinics. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll put a sign up. This is what I'm proposing, that any any male child at the age of 13 ought to have a vasectomy. And when they are proven, when they have passed tests proving their parental fitness, and with a with a proposal of marriage in hand, that they could get it reversed, right? That just seems way more logical to me than trying to like you know blow up a abor- abortion clinics. <laughs> I mean, if you really, I mean that's 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 akin to swimming upstream and finding out what the problem is. Well, the problem is m- men, and 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 sperm. <laughs> it's not women. <laughs> women are the receptacle of the sperm. Men are the makers of the sperm. Wouldn't you go to the manufacturer? Wouldn't you? when you go to the manufacturer before you went to the person who is like buying the, you know what I mean? Like what, why are we, why are we having these conversations? Because we live in a highly patriarchal society that hates women and they don't want women to breathe without men saying, okay, you could breathe. (laughs) I'm convinced, you know, because if women across this country said, "We'll just stop having sex with y'all," <laughs> and that goes for sex workers across the board, like just stop, stop, stop entertaining men and and their notions of beauty, their notions of intelligence, their notions of of sex appeal. Just just stop entertaining it. Stop. Just stop talking to men altogether. Like, you don't see us no way, so why you want to have a conversation with us? You know, spend the money and get you an a AI-generated doll. That seems to be more to your liking. You can control that. You can't get them pregnant yet. Yet. So, that's, I mean, that's just my take on it. I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I do not profess to be right, except about things in my own life. I only profess to be right about, and even then, it's sketchy. Even then, it's sketchy. So I'm just saying, you know, nice hat, Harry. <laughs> Harry got his Puerto Rican Your hat on, looking like a Puerto Rican uh, sugar guy. You look like a sugar daddy, and I don't. I and I mean like sugar cane daddy. So. Anyway, I'm just saying that's where I'm at. And i got a lot of thoughts today. Lots, lots and
2: lots. And lots.
1: <laughs> but uh I do think though. I do think I do think I have to take a take a, a pause off of um uh, you know all these ridiculous uh posts that people put up. Um because it just I, I just go down the rabbit I find myself going down the rabbit hole and uh and I and I you know, my my Facebook page is full of positivity and all kinds of good stuff. So I, that means I go outside of it to look at all this ridiculous stuff and the comments of stupid people. You know, I think because I, it never occurred to me that there was that many people in the world who just are so uh, off the rails. That's just so off the rails. It just. I guess I'm stunned by that. And so I keep reading this stuff thinking there's some light at the end of the tunnel. And I have to tell myself, um, no, you're in the tunnel and you have to be the light and get out, get out. (laughs) I think that's what I have to do Uh, and just stop, stop, you know. So I think that's what I, I made up my mind that's what I'm going to do. Uh, cause I feel, uh, not, 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 it doesn't depress. I don't feel depressed. I think I'm in the anger annoyed state and I don't want it to go further, even though I've engaged, but it was a friendly engagement with this last guy. But I think that's it for me. Like, I think, I think I have to pull up from, you know, having these conversations with people, um, Not because I don't want to learn. I just don't have the energy to sift through that level of foolishness, you know, to get to some, uh, to make some connection around. uh, Let me tell you why you're, why you might be, uh, 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 let me, let me, let me get you to think about something a little differently than what you currently think about. You know rather than just saying people are wrong and, and they are wrong and and they are stupid, but if you could you know I don't want to spend any more energy trying to uh uh educate and reorient people to a different truth uh i don't I don't feel uniquely called to that. <laughs> I just don't so. So I think it's easier to just let people wallow in their ignorance and it's deliberate and willful on so many levels. Um, you know, I, I I love these cats that run up on these Trump supporters and they have these engaged in a conversation and they just make no sense. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it must be hard to live in a world like that. And then no, because they're white and they just believe in the whiteness of whiteness and so it's so it's not hard for them they could just be willfully and deliberately ignorant and go on and live fruitful productive lives under under fascism <laughs> and, and be happy about that so anyway i'm gonna take a break i'll be back um uh, uh with the sisters of uh uh alpha kappa alpha um the Theta Epsilon Omega chapter, um, and their president, Adrian Parkman Esquire, to talk about uh, Fit fate on Noah, which is happening uh, September 16th. So I'll, I'll be right back. Y'all hang out. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLB 103.5 FM. Streaming live at New Havenindependent.org Face
3: Vision, dreams of passion through And all the while I think of you. A very strange reaction. The more I see, the more I do.
4: Telling
3: nobody to come along, but white lines blow away. Blue! Rock it! Ticket to ride, white line highway, tell all your friends they can go my way, pay sell your soul, pound for pound, cost more than gold, the longer you stay, the more you pay, my white lines go a long way, either up your nose, or through your vein, with nothing to gain, except killing your brain, brain! Is caught with 24 kilos. He's out on bail and out of jail, and that's the way it goes. K. Sugar. K athletes rejected, governors corrected. Gangsters, thugs, and smugglers are thoroughly respected. The money gets divided, the women get excited. Now I'm broke and it's no joke, it's hard. So,
0: let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I burn and make sure it's broke. When I'm gone, no one gets on Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I said, I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. But think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict, addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it, even if it's jazz or the quiet storm. I hook a beat up, convert it a hip hop form, Light a rhyme and graffiti, in every show you see me in deep concentration, because 'cause I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild. If you wanna be tame, I treat you like a child. Then you're gonna be named, another enemy, not even a me. Cause you'll get fried in the end when you pretend to be competing Cause I just put your mind on pause and I complete when You compare my rhyme with yours I wake you up and as I stare in your face you seem stunned Remember me, the one you got your idea from But soon you start to suffer, but you wanna get rougher When you start to stutter, that's when you had enough of Fighting it'll make you choke, you can't provoke, you can't cope You should've broke, because I ain't no joke, joke. 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 You're expressing the rhyme that I'm styling. This is what we all sit down to write. You can't make it, so you take it home, break it, and bite. Use pieces and bits of all my hip hop hits. Get the style down, packed, then it's time to switch. Put my tape on pause and add some more to yours. Then you're you're ready for the neighborhood chores. So, EMC, don't even try to be. When you come up to speak, don't even lie to me. You like to exaggerate, dream and imagine it. Then change the rhyme around, that can aggravate me. So, when you see me come up, freeze. Or you'll be one of those seven MC's They think that I'm a new jack, but only if they knew that They who think wrong or they who can't do that style that I'm doing They might ruin patterns of paragraphs based on you and Or be DJ, if anything he play, sound familiar? I'll wait to eat, say, play him. So I'm a half the diss and broke, you can get a smack for this I ain't no joke This is Harry Grove and you're listening to WMHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven A microphone like a grudge. I'll play a whole of record so the needle don't bud i hold a conversation cause what I invent I nominated my DJ the president When I'm a C I'll keep a freestyle going steadily to so pucker up and whistle my melody But whatever you do, don't miss one There'll be another rough rhyme after this one Before you know it, you're following the fiendin'. Waiting for the punchline to get the meaning Like before, the mural of my story I'm telling Nobody beats the R, so stop yelling Save it, put it in your pocket for later Cause I'll move in the crowd and be a rectifator. No interruptions till so the mic is broke When I'm gone, then you can joke Cause everything is real on a serious tip Keep playing, and I get furious quick And i take you for a walk through hell Freeze your dome, then watch your eyeballs swell Guide you out of trouble, stage darkness When it get dark again, then I'ma spark this microphone Cause the heat is on You see smoke in the finish when the beat is gone I'm no to no oh joke, no oh joke, no oh joke
5: it used to be, there's so much hatred, war and poverty Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say they're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children to jump the very best they can, the world won't get no better if we just let it be. Na, 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 na. The world won't get no better. We gotta change it now. It's time to build a new land. I know we can do it if we all lend a hand. The only thing we have to do is put it in our minds. Surely things will work out. They do it every time. The world won't get no better if we just let it be. Na, 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 na The world won't get no better. We gotta change it just you and me. Change it, now, change it, just you and me. Change it, again, change it, you're alone.
1: welcome back to the second hour of love babs love talk i'm babs rose ivy and uh i'm delighted because i got my d9 sisters in the house this morning so i've got the uh, lovely and talented president of the uh uh theta epsilon omega chapter of alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated here in new haven uh adrian parkman esquire and my good friend sister dory dumas hey dory dory y'all are hey good morning everyone
6: hello Good morning.
1: So, good morning. Good
6: morning. It is nice to see
1: y'all. How y'all doing? We're doing all right. We're excited. Good to yes. see. Yes. how about that? Uh, listen, y'all got a a, a Fête en on noir coming up. What is that about? Is this this not the first one, right?
6: This is our first fat on noir. Uh, fat and noir. We had fat en blanc, which was all white, and this time it's all black, and it is going to be festive fabulous and we're taking it to the next level so this is not our first wonderful fabulous event we're just giving it a little twist and a different color this time but yes we've done similar things and people that walk away are like oh that chapter knows how to do things right and they take it (laughs) to the level so we got to keep it going so people are in for a treat and yes so no it's not our first but it is our first for all black we should say that Okay. All right. So so tell
1: me something about the Theta Epsilon Omega chapter. How long have y'all been in New Haven chapter?
2: Well, as Theta Epsilon Omega, we have been here since 1965. So we have been here for a very long time doing the work of the community, giving back to the community and really making sure that we are upholding the standards of our beloved organization, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So we are excited because, you know, a lot of times people look at these events and, you know, they are fat and this is going to be off the chart. Let me tell you, it's going to be absolutely off the chart. So you do want to get your black and get out there. But just know that these dollars that we are raising go to so many important, important um, programs. And this one in particular to support our childhood hunger initiate um, and um, uh, power packs. And the whole point of this is we know childhood hunger is a issue Um, and it's an issue in all of our communities and that does not um, escape New Haven as well. And so the initiative of our um, national organization is to make sure that we are providing holiday and weekend meals to children to make sure they are not hungry over the weekend. So our goal is to provide 1,908,000 meals across this country so that our kids can have food over the weekend. So the proceeds of these uh, events, and especially this event here, is to support that effort with the kids that we are working with at Wexler Grant School.
1: Wow. Well, now I now I gotta go right now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta well, be. I can't, I can't have kids hungry. Easy.
6: I gotta go now. <laughs> and Babs, I'll say that our events and all of our events, and as you are a member of uh, the Divine Nine, you know that. Most of us, when we're doing these events, we do and we will continue to help with scholarships, help with community efforts and all the things that are needed in our community. But I am extremely proud of our national initiative because especially through COVID, a light will shine even brighter on how much food insecurity is in our communities. How many people right next door, could be right in our communities, are hungry. And that's a real thing. And that that fact that long weekends and holidays when these children go home, we know that that's a fear that they're not gonna have any food. So to address that is huge. And we've already had a huge impact through our partnership with Wexler Grant. Um, We started it last spring. And so to have these kinds of funds to come in to support something that is so needed and really will have an impact I mean, this is huge. Scholarships are huge. All the senior citizen programs and things we do and all the um, financial events are just as important. But when you talk about every day, children going home and not knowing when they're going to have a meal, but they're going to have this pack for the weekend and they won't be hungry. That's huge. So I mean, when we say party with a purpose, when people think about it, so yes, we're going to make it fabulous. We have really taking it to the next level but when people come they should walk away saying and i also helped to do something very important that's going to be impactful in our community so we're partying real big time but with the purpose
1: (laughs) all right so so tell me what's the what's the gist of the event like so when i buy my ticket what happens
6: go ahead Adrian.
2: yeah when you buy your ticket you're going to have a a ticket to a voyage you're going to have a ticket something absolutely fabulous. So, depending on, we have levels. We have levels of, of uh, tickets. So, um, you know, it's a secret location because that's what we do. We want to have the element of surprise. So, you get your black. So, this is your first step, right? You got to be ready. So, you're going to get your black and look all silky and 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 grown and sexy, as we like to say, and looking just fabulous in your black. And you purchase a ticket. So, we have three levels. We have our first level, which is um, $125 donation. And that includes open bar from seven to eight. You have um, a cash bar after that time, hot hors d'oeuvres. You're going to have a full buffet and some additional surprises. You yes. move up, right? <laughs> oh, and surprises there will be, of course, because our committee who, do, who does always and, and will on this time do a fabulous job. But you move up, right? You can go to a VIP. We all like to have VIP and you're gonna get everything that the others have received, but you're gonna get expedited check-in. You get open bar all night. Ooh. I know, right? Right. That's you're gonna get the ticket right there. Get, you know how you go on vacation, you go to a resort, you check in, and what do they have for you it's up on check-in? A cocktail. Hi, there we go. Right. right. <laughs> Uh-huh. You got, you've been to a few results, I see. So we're gonna have the same thing, a little champagne that's your check-in, and you get access to our Club Noir VIP Lounge. So you're gonna have that. And then we have the VIP Plus. And Dory, you want to talk about the VIP Plus? So
6: you yes, get... VIP
2: Plus? Yes, plus
6: you get more. Plus Plus. And plus with plus. that, you're gonna get like a wonderful um gift bag, which is going to have fabulous things. We're going, You're going to be treated royally. And so, like, we want people to have the plus plus to say, oh, okay, now I see why I need to do that. And, you know, really, we're going to be catering specifically to them as well. But let me tell you, everybody that comes, even general admission is going to have a fabulous time. And when I say we have cigars, we have two DJs, we have live music, we're not doing one little thing. It's like, levels of things but when you're vip plus you get of course because you're plus and you're vip you're going to get the extra special little touches but throughout and i will say this and i will match this with any organization when i tell you about our um decorating team and the things that they're doing and the the wows the pops the things that are going to make people like you know just want to take pictures and enjoy the vibe and come with some really good fabulous vibes we have that team. So everybody's going to feel special. But if you are <laughs> VIP plus, you just might feel a little extra love from us. But it's that's because, you know, that's what you do when you're VIP and you're plus. But, but everybody's going to get like really, really a wonderful experience. And we don't stop. It's throughout the night. We have little things coming throughout the night. And I think from the first two that we had with our all white we have already set the stage. So people are coming, okay, what are they gonna do this time? And I think that's important. Like we all, myself, you, Babs, Adrian, we're all in other organizations. There's a lot of fundraising events and we all support these events. But I like that our chapter really thinks about what would make me feel like coming out that night, spending that money, getting all dressed up is worth my time. And Mm -hmm. we take that in consideration. So we say, okay, everything we can do, we are doing so. And our team is just thinking outside the box and really wanting people to walk away with, oh, okay, that was why they they charged that. And that's why it was worth it. Yes, for the purpose of it, but yes, for the experience as well.
1: Oh, I love it. So how long did it take you to come up with this idea? What's the planning process like?
6: So we started I, I, this- I'm in an
1: organization, so I know how long it takes to plan yeah. stuff.
6: So, so <laughs> a couple of years ago, when we first did our- uh, our Fet and Blanc. We wanted, you know, there's the dinner on Blanc, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of work. It's a fabulous thing and everything. But that's a lot of work. People loved it. They loved some parts of it and some things they did not, like having to track trek through with all your stuff in your hands and your so we were like no we're going to give this the aka version we're going to give it where we keep it like so we have it at a secret location we have the different touches we have all of the festivities and the fabulousness of it but you don't have to work for it. You just come looking beautiful and having a great time. So we started that a few years ago. We wanted to give it our own spin, the AKA version of that. And so we started, we wanted it all white. So we were doing it in June and we did one in July, setting off the summer season. But now we're getting ready to set off the fall season and we're like gonna do all black, but the same same type of energy and vibe, still fabulous, it's still a secret location. Still, all of the wonderful pop ups and wonderful things you you would see, but not having to set your own table, bring all your stuff, bring you know. So I was gonna was, ask, there's none of that
1: because I mean,
6: as listen, much as I listen, love doing it. I it don't want to drag. But it was stuff. a lot of work. You don't Damn. work for this one; you just come, come, come and enjoy.
1: <laughs> and you know, black folks, we don't want to drag our best dishes. No. And
6: stuff.
2: I mean, we just <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think just, what we to do is is very important that the, the, you talk about the planning process. Well, so a thread that runs through that planning process is experience, right? What is going to be our guest's experience? And that is always, you know, the tenements of what we look for so that we can make sure that, you know, we're asking people to buy tickets and uh, every organization, right? And that, it, it's, it's not cheap. And we understand that, you know, it's not always good times for, for folks. And it's asking a lot of money. It is, as we indicated, for a wonderful, wonderful purpose. But we want to make sure that you have a chance to have a great experience and to really, really enjoy your evening. We all work very hard, we all give a lot. And so this is a time to come and just, you know, have a great time and enjoy and meet new friends and really, really come together as a community.
1: So so if so I know this will be a huge success do you start thinking about next year's event like or, or and if this is as good as 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 I know it's going to be do you do it again or do you do another variation right cuz
6: Well, because there's so many organizations and so many people having to do things, we have to plan at least a year in advance. Sometimes we start a year and a half in advance of already starting to think, what would 2024 look like? One, for contracts and to have premium spaces and things like that. So you have to plan well in advance. Our committee actually started this, like probably a year ago, thinking about, okay, so what are we doing? What what does 2023 look like? We're already planning for 2024, and we do go on – like the feedback from our guests and our members, like, did people really enjoy it? What can we do? Should we do this again? Or should we give it another spin? So we take all of those things in consideration. And feedback is very important, not just from ourselves, but mainly from our guests. Like, did you enjoy that experience? What else would you like to see? So as we're starting to think about it, and many of us go to a lot of events, not just in Connecticut, but in New York and other places. And sometimes we're like, hmm, that was really good. So we may start even trying to incorporate some other things that we see because we're always trying to think outside the box. We don't ever want our largest event to be just a regular old event. I just gotta come out and drag myself to another thing. No, we want it to be an experience, fun, and when you leave, it was worth your time and you had a great time, but you also had all the whiles, the pops, and just the aka version of let's have a fabulous time.
1: I love it. I love it. So, so uh Adrian Parkman, you're you're the president of the chapter. And uh, I, I know that can be a, a lot of challenging moments because we are in a time where we have to react to so much that is happening to us. And uh, and I'm always struck by uh, the level of commitment that sorority women, Black sorority women, have uh, to community. How do you how do you stay focused in in this in this moment in this climate of so much pushback?
2: Oh, and there's so much pushback, but I think, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You said Black women, right? What we do is service. Service is our ministry. It's who we are. I think it's through our upbringing and to really not get distracted because it's easy to get distracted by detractors, um, to stay focused on the mission and the purpose and why we are here. I always say that, you know, we're not here as people for ourselves, just as our ancestors didn't do what they did. For themselves, they did it for the next generation. So we have to continue in building those blocks to make sure that our future, our kids, our babies, those out there that are in need, get what they what they what they can. So what I do for me is to always stay focused on that because you can easily, and you know, in these times, get you know discouraged, um, you know, unmotivated, and just like you know, what difference am I making? You are making a difference, and I know that as Black women, as community, we all have it in us. And if we work together and keep pushing that dime, we can make a change. And 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 it's hope. It is that that piece that you know I, and personally, will never lose sight of hope because once you do that, then you know it's game over. And mm. so for me, there is so much out there to do. And again, the, the effort that I put in is not even a, a quarter of what, you know, our ancestors put in. So if they could do what they did to make those changes during those times with the circumstances they're in, we're in a much better situation than I can give as much as I can give to make sure that the future is better for all of us. Mm. Thank you for that.
6: I, and I, I will I so say that, that Adrian, as a leader, sets the tone right so you hear what she's saying and when she comes into the meeting you know a lot of us we have hard days work work weeks whatever but when you come in and you have somebody that's leading that has that kind of energy that comes in with that mindset it kind of really trickles down to everyone else so i mean again many of us are in several organizations and i think black women have always been in the front leading taking care of our communities, uplifting our communities, doing the things. But to do it with like-minded people, to do it with women who have the same interests and goals, as you know, for any of the sororities, um, I think that just gives us that extra push and that extra motivation, because we know that there's, the need is so great in our communities. And like Adrian said, um, we stand on shoulders, and now it's our turn. So we have to continue to To take the torch and move it forward, and make sure that those around us, you know, we're uplifting our community as much as possible. And I think it's people like Adrian who are leading in our organization have to have the right mindset and energy and vibe. And when she comes in, she always uplifts us. So no matter what your day is, she starts off with that smile and gives us the energy and say, "Okay, women, what are we gonna do today? What are we doing to move our community forward?" And I love that.
1: I love it too. Are you are you both struck by I, I'm still struck by, you know, I, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I'm still struck by people who don't know that we exist. We, You know, we're over 100 years old and the majority of the divine nine is coming up on 100 years old. Are you struck by the fact that folks don't know that we exist and what we do?
2: Oh, you're always struck by that. And I think, you know, we've all been pushed into the spotlight recently oh. And, uh, you know, we got to take advantage of that. But there is always this like look of confusion, like, what is this? And where where have you been? Oh, we've been around. We've been doing the work, right? (laughs) So now all of a sudden we're seen, right? And with that, of course, comes greater responsibility. Because you are being seen. You are now being looked at. So we are no longer in the shadows of others. I mean, we've never been in the shadows amongst ourselves. But now that comes greater responsibility. So that is that we really got to show up. And really showing what we have been doing and what we have the capability of doing and the capacity of doing but it is always very you know interesting now that all of a sudden you you hear and you see a whole lot of other people talking about the divine nine and we like we're not new to this we true to this
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i right. love the
2: fact i love the fact that the
1: world got a real sense of uh, of, uh, of the divine nine because now we have a madam vice president of these united states who is a sorority woman from Howard University? Like, you can't get any blacker than that, right? <laughs> right. Like you just, you just you just can't. So uh I And don't I, a I Supreme Court
2: Justice, either. And
1: yes, yeah, so and we got a Supreme Court justice who who is my sorrow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so the world is getting a double dose of or or a big dose of uh of 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 what this divine nine is is looking like. And that we're not a secret society. Like we yeah. We are out front and lie.
6: (laughs) I have to say that my recent experience, um, which I always have like maybe a little bracelet, a little necklace, something that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not even aware. I just wear it and I'm at different places and different settings and white men, women, people, oh. You're a member of Alpha Cap, like they know our colors. they know our symbols. <laughs> so I'm starting to see more of that recently and sometimes it takes me, you know, it takes me aback because I'm like, oh, okay. so we they know who we are. So I think it used to be a time they were like, what? What is this sorority stuff? You know, but not so much nowadays. I'm starting to feel like more more and more, especially in certain areas. If you are in (laughs) an area where the Divine Nine is very active or if people are paying attention, like who, you know, especially around um, the election, when we came out in full force all of the sorority divine 9 came together people started recognizing oh they have some power who are these people what are they doing what are they about but recently i have been very surprised by more and more people recognizing and and i'm not even aware cuz i'm always having a little a bracelet or something on and i'm not you know even conscious of it and people will say oh you know out of i mean doctors office everywhere so <laughs> And the, difference, of course,
2: and the difference, of course, is ours is a lifetime commitment. It's not yes. just an undergrad commitment. Yes. So that's that confusion. Like, what do you mean you're in a sorority? You're, you know, fourth <laughs> of 25. What are you talking about? And, you know, so to, to help people to educate that it wasn't, you know, just something that you did on four years on a college campus. The real, 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 real work continues. Uh-huh. Um, well, I, <laughs> a girl <laughs> it's a lifetime so i think that's a surprise for folks too cuz most yes. don't have that experience yes i i think i think you're
1: absolutely right and i tell you what else i'm struck by uh, adrian and dory yes. is that um th- that these divine nine organizations are still thriving that people uh, still want to join and have access to uh, these institutions you know these organizations you know, uh, I I am I, I'm honored and I'm also in awe of the yeah. fact that it still speaks to young women. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm 60 years old. I understood when I played in 80, 82, I knew I, it was a different day. But when I see these young sisters and brothers coming through with 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 so much uh, uh, commitment to it that rivaled my own commitment, I'm 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 just in awe of that 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 is still very relevant
2: and necessary. And it totally is. And if you think about that, what is that draw, right? Because there's a narrative out there about our people. And so when you see black professional individuals making a difference in their community, there's a draw to that. There's a, this is a different narrative that the world does not paint about people that look like us. And so the more that people see what we're doing, that it's not what the world wants you to believe who we are, that we are doing the work in the community. We are professionals. We are making a difference. That's what people are drawn to. They're drawn to that. And that's why I think you see once it's in the spotlight, it's like, oh, there's something here. A lot of times, to your point, you can't put your finger on it. But you know, you know when you get around your sorority sisters. You know when you're at a D9 event. You know that feeling, and it's a feeling of our people. We have that. We always laugh and say that head nod, right? You know <laughs> what that is, right? That's right. <laughs> like I see you, I, I see, you see you, and I
1: acknowledge you, and I know we're in a space, but I see you exactly, I see you. and
6: that. And feel, I also think that can it, it,
2: but it's powerful, right?
6: But a lot of it too is like as an individual you can do some work you can do good work you can have an impact but imagine when you join a group of women or men and they have that same like mind that that power like there is there is a certain level of power that comes with joining and being working as a group and moving things together. I mean, if we, yeah, individually, you can do a lot and you can have impact. But I feel like if you're with like minded people and you really believe in the missions and the goals and yes, the sisterhood side of it individually for me and for young people, I think that's a, a plus because they can, they gain automatic mentors and people, no matter where they go in the world, that could support them and help them. And they can move to a different country and find some support just because they wear or are part of a certain organization or they wear certain colors. But even within our communities, like when we think about the kind of work and impact we have when we all come together, all of these minds, all of these women, all this desire to move our community forward, that I think that's very um, inviting. People want to be a part of something that they feel like they can join and have an impact as well. So I think mm-hmm. those things, and and we tell the young people like this is, yes, you're on college, you're young, it's wonderful. And yes, doing all the fun things that come with sororities and fraternities is fun. But you, this is a lifetime commitment. And it's all about, for us, sisterhood and service, they go hand in hand. So yes, you're joining, and you're having fun, and you have that support for yourself. But also you need to have that service mind where it's service to all mankind and what can I do to have an impact, even as a young person. And you know, these young people, they think outside the box and they come with all this creativity <laughs> and now all this technology. So I feel like, you know, we need each other. We have the experience. They can gain instant mentors and people and you know, I mean, I, I just think it's fabulous. I watch all these young people on these college campuses, and I just love to see their energy and their vision and when they join an organization like ours and then they're saying oh I'm moving here and there we're like well let's connect you (laughs) because because you're in this organization we automatically have a connection Mm -hmm. or if even if as a family you move someplace the first thing you do is you move to a church or you look up a chapter and you automatically have that that feeling of okay i connect i belong i can have somebody that you know Mm -hmm. i that understands me so it's a beautiful thing um it is and i I think
1: you're you're absolutely right dory because let me tell you something I, I, i i i i listen i belong to a sorority you're in a sorority but i'm gonna tell you what else happens if i have to send my kids somewhere and i can't get a hold of a delta guess who else i get a hold of I know I could call one of these, my A.K.A. friends right. sisters, right. and say, right. listen, my kid is coming. Can you put some eyes on that child or can you connect that? I have done it. So yes. I, I understand the connection of the D9 world. Like, it's not just I'm just going to deal with my sorority and I'm not going to go Come outside. In. No, it's yeah. like. I know my kid or my child is going to be all right because I can connect them to anybody in that D nine network, and they will have eyes on that on that child. So, yeah, exactly. so that that's the beauty of, of 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 the of the network. So, but I will tell you what else I love about this, I love the glamour of this uh, of this event coming up because you know we can all be in the clubs. I mean, there's clubs for days. Like we could have a club experience, but a full on glamorous red carpet vibe you know where we're just fancy fancy i think new haven is right for that and when black people do it you know you can't outdo black people but that's right (laughs)
2: that's right we we live for these things right we live for we complain about it but we live for it we (laughs) we gotta get our face done we gotta get an outfit we gotta you know come correct.
1: I know as as we're talking I'm like all right what do I have fancy enough to like what like how am I gonna make this work like oh Lord and I'm like okay let me go to my online site and see what I can find because because this matters right like we all want that I do think that most people a lot of people even though we complain Adrian and Dory mm-hmm. about dressing up we do like dressing up we do you feel different yes. 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 You, you like feel dressing good. up and being yeah, seen like, and be like, oh, girl, you I'm look so good. Up. Oh, boy, you look I'm great.
2: Up. Exactly. Yeah. And now everybody's that been time, vacationing
6: yeah. all summer and this is the kickoff to the fall season. It's, it's going to be good to, you know, reconnect with everyone and do it in such a way that, okay, we are having a great time tonight. It's nothing like really good vibes and you know we all work so hard and we all do a lot in our community but we're gonna let our hair down and just have a really fabulous night dancing the well, night you away. Had me
1: cigars dory so yeah, now, you you know, now, I got, now i got now i got now i got up my vip to <laughs> vip
6: plus no you get cigar <laughs> regardless you know i got you you we gotta have cigars and it's just it's just and that's just one surprise there's other little (laughs) things that are very inviting and we try to keep some of it a secret so people don't know everything but we give you enough that you know if you've never been to one of our events what to expect but if you've come to one oh you already know it's going to be a fabulous night
1: so tell Mm. people how to find you like if, if people are listening now and they're like i need my daggone ticket how do they how do they
2: find you they can log on to our website, aka newhaven.org. And yeah, that's easy. That's very easy. And you can click on the link and you'll take you right to event.
6: And now we will say this ticket sales are going extremely well. So okay. if people are interested, <laughs> then yes, you better get it. it. It shuts off on Saturday, but I would get oh, your tickets today. This Saturday? Exactly. Yeah, we already, we're already I mean the to, and, and for us to be able to do this during summer months it means that people know what they're looking forward to. So, you know, we definitely want to to let people know if you want a ticket, you better get there to our website and grab your ticket because we are um down to the wire and we're we're what? expecting to sell out and so we don't want people to be disappointed. So if you are interested, again, we have um we have a couple of DJs, we have live music we have open bar for the first hour for everyone open bar all night for our vip and all the fabulous things that are coming with it you need to get to our website and get your ticket um we want you to be there we want you to be a part of it but this is a popular event and it's a good thing to sell out because that just means more funds for us but we don't want people who really want to be there not to get your ticket so please go and so you got
1: DJ uh, Ron, P, and Dane, and then you mm-hmm. have William Fluker, who I think is probably one of the most talented musicians New Haven has ever seen.
6: Yes, you know, and I, we got I a just... couple of extra treats and special. We have Ooh. a violinist, but we can't tell y'all everything, you but just know, <laughs> that's just a little bit right. that you see there. And everybody you
1: know, I'm, te- I'm going to try my best to tease it out you, you know I'm like, Okay, what else? What else? <laughs>
6: so just know we're coming with it we are coming with it
1: i love and so so is this the biggest event that y'all pull off for the for the year or or is there another big event coming up
6: so we normally have two to three major events per year this one is our largest um we had a fabulous um wine tasting event in june and we have other things that we do but every year we do one major one and this is our major one
1: i've not been to uh uh, a major AKA event. I think I went to a white party once.
6: You went to our Mm -hmm. lunch. I know you've been at our luncheons and the luncheons, you know, we had the gospel luncheons. I think you had your hat. I remember. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. That's a
6: luncheon. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's one of our events that we do because we really try to make sure we do something for everyone. And we do have, you know, um, people who don't necessarily want to dress up or come out in the evenings, but they'll come out in the afternoons. So Mm -hmm. that attracts a different crowd as well, um, which is something that we we enjoy doing. and And a lot of people enjoy those events as well. This is not that. You will not be sitting down and you will be partying. You will be having a good time. So, yes, our luncheons are fabulous. People enjoy them. As you saw, we draw a big crowd for those as well. And they're always very successful. But this one is our largest of the year. And so we pouring everything into this. And, you know, although I think all of our events are fabulous, this one, this one is next level.
2: And again, this is the remember the purpose. You know, we're partnering with Wexler Grant School, (laughs) and we're feeding the children. And we have currently this year two hundred and twenty students enrolled in their summer academy that we feed every week. Wow, that's pretty impressive. We feed every week, and we we fed seven hundred and seventy. We have 770 meals we gave out between May and June, and we kicked off.
4: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know, this is a major, you know, we, we've tried to get the cost down as much as we can, but it will, um, you know, cost us about $1,800 a month to to do this initiative. And we are committed to, to raising those dollars to, to do that. Um, and so this will go a long way to help us to get to that goal, to sure that these kids have those meals on holidays and weekends all throughout the school year. I
1: so enjoyed this conversation uh president parkman and dory i thank y'all for coming on this morning thank you i, I know that this event is going to be wonderful as soon as i get off i'm gonna go look for something to wear you better get online and i'm gonna go get <laughs> online and see if i can get my t- i can't get my ticket until tomorrow but i'm gonna I'm a work on good. it yeah. Yeah, we got you <laughs> but
6: babs, i'm like dory, hold, got hold pre- my
1: ticket hold my we ticket got
6: <laughs> you. babs we so appreciate you giving us um this outlet and you know time it's always good you've always been a person in the community that uplifts the community that gives us a voice that gives us a way to share what we're doing why we're doing it so thank you You oh it's my
1: pleasure you know i love i love i love people and and black people are near and dear to my heart child and divine nine stuff i think is just you know i don't think it gets enough uh it gets enough shine out there you know And mm-hmm. so, if, so, whatever I can do to help. So, but I, I'm excited about this. And we can't uh, wait to see you. I can't wait. Let me go find something right now.
6: Thank <laughs> oh, y'all you all for go. coming on. <laughs>
1: Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I love Thank
6: y'all.
1: you all. Thank you so, love much. Me so much.
6: Love you right. back. Take care. All right.
1: Take Bye-bye. good care. All right, Harry Jones, I'm out. Tomorrow I won't be here because I'm sitting for the LSAT. Um, and that's going to be my, my good part of the morning. Uh, but Harry will play the best of it. He'll probably replay this show because this show is really, really good. Uh, but I'll be back on Monday and I'll, I'll tell you how I how I did. I won't know the scores until the end of the month, but I, I can tell you how I felt about taking it. Um, so uh, tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, I'll be sitting in proctored uh, commitment to taking this LSAT. So thank you all. And, uh, and don't forget to go get your daggone tickets for uh, the A.K.A.'s uh, 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 fat, uh you know, It's going to be fabulous. I want to like, get into it, man, you I know. to get into it like, like a, a sex like machine, man. Yeah.
0: Moving,
4: doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off?
0: Okay.
4: One, two, three, four. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up I like a sex machine. Get on up. Get on Get up. Get on Stay on the scene. Get on I like a sex machine. Get Wait a minute. Shake your arm. Then use your palm. Stay on the scene. I like a sex machine. You got to have the feeling. Shoot your phone. Get it together. Right on, right on.